Welcome to Caldwell Madison Review episode 63. It is Saturday evening on May 20th, 2017. You know, you are listening to the only podcast in the world where if you mysteriously type in caldwellmadison.com and press enter, you'll find this podcast. Go and try to figure that out. Um, well, basically, I finally set up that domain to link to here. But more is coming to that site. I'm actually going to put up an actual site. I'll link to this blog, but I'm going to link to some other stuff that I'm doing, too. And uh, things I plan to get going this summer. And if you are familiar with the show, we are normally live. We were normally live Mondays and Thursdays. This is the first episode uh, since I went to uh, just a, a, the non-live uh, show model here, I may, I may go back. I'm planning on going back anyway. Live in October. Um, again, just taking the... This is the start of my summer vacation. Very late making an episode, too. It's been almost almost two weeks. So I, I knew I was going to leave the remaining... Uh, week last week after the last show last week Tuesday I was going to take the rest of the week off I almost made another episode though so much news holy crap we'll get to that um what am I getting off on here oh yeah so I and then this week just been totally nuts uh doing things trying to get some stuff done in my personal life and things of that nature so I haven't really been able to just sit down really wasn't willing to anyway, just trying to tackle some major chores, major spring chores that I have going on. I don't do this professionally. I don't make money off this podcast. I work two jobs and uh, on and on and on and on. So, Well, the world has turned upside down since the last show. Way too much to cover for one show. And I don't think it just turned upside down because Lacey Green is rumored to be red-pilled now. That was just a little thing I wanted to throw in there. If you're not familiar with Lacey Green, major social justice warrior type. Uh, now talking about uh, opening up dialogue with the uh, anti-feminists or whatever, anti-SJWs. Millennials understand it. <laughs> if you're familiar with the YouTubes, I do probably more YouTube watching than, well, definitely more YouTube watching than TV. I watch some other things too, but as far as watching goes, I like the YouTubes. This wonderful song here, listening to, is Professor Umlaut by Kevin McLeod, and you can check out his. Website and competech.com for royalty-free music and graph paper. But man, what 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 went on in the last couple weeks? So much stuff, just getting tiring trying to keep up with it all. Comey fired by Trump. Holy shit, right there. Um, I guess the, the way it happened, uh, and then you know, then there's a backlash. Uh, Democrats that hated them now all of a sudden they, they're they're so surprised and think this is like obstruction of justice all this stuff. Comey leaks a memo. Um, I th- I th- uh, maybe what was that Comey or not? I'll get into it. Um, Democrats calling for impeachment. Some of them are anyway. Uh, getting hopeful. News media is. And what else? A major cyber attack. Cyber extortion attack, virus going around on computers, uh, accusations that Seth Rich had contacts with WikiLeaks before uh, he died. Now, Seth Rich is the guy that got shot in the back in D.C., de- Democrat operative. And um, and then it was labeled as a botched robbery for whatever reason. He had, he had nothing stolen from him and uh, Julian Assange strongly suggested that he had something to do with it without 
openly saying it. They have a policy not to expose leakers or the identity of leakers, but he WikiLeaks has offered a $30,000 reward for information leading to the killer and uh, and brought up Seth Rich uh, in the same topic of uh, how dangerous it is to uh, release information like that. So almost, almost blowing the whole Russian uh, narrative out of the water, you know, being that the Russians hacked it, but... Uh, there's some other stuff to that story, too, which I'll get into. Um, Chelsea Manning was released since my last episode. Uh, Sweden drops charges on Assange uh, since the last episode. Uh, still, He's still held up in that embassy because of the United Kingdom government, or police force, threatening to arrest him anyway. On some bail stuff. What else? Roger Ailes from Fox News. He passes. Chris Cornell from Soundgarden passes. Hillary Clinton reemerges. Anthony Weiner pleads guilty to you know sending photos to an underage girl and yeah on and on and on. Um, just uh, craziness in the news all around. So, the first thing I mentioned here was his FBI director, Comey Fire. Now, this is, of course, old news. By now, everybody knows this. By the time this podcast comes out, um, this, is, this is old stuff. So, it came as a surprise to a lot of people. Now, the biggest surprise to me wasn't that he was fired. He wasn't exactly seen as a favorite for Republicans or Democrats. And he gave a, a, a terrible testimony regarding the Clinton stuff. And it was soon after that he was fired. And people were pretty surprised in the way he was fired. Uh, he, I think Comey was making some kind of speech at the time. And he learned about it through the news. Um, well, here's here's a, uh, a CNR, or, uh, New York Times article, and this is way, way back on uh, May 9th. So and this is pretty much the day after the last episode. So there's an actual letter on May 9th. Dear Director Comey, I have received the attached letters from the Attorney General and Deputy Attorney General of the United States recommending your dismissal as the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, have accepted their recommendation and you are hereby terminated and removed from office effective immediately. While I greatly appreciate you informing me on three separate occasions that I am not under investigation, I have nevertheless concur with the judgment of the Department of Justice that you are not able to effectively lead the Bureau. It is essential that we find new leadership for the FBI that restores public trust and confidence in vital law enforcement mission. I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. So, uh, Comey has spoken since. As I mentioned before, a lot of the Democrats that were so outraged uh, by this and calling this a obstruction of justice, you know, this because of the Russian investigation stuff, um, were ones that were calling for Comey's head not too long ago. Even, you know, Clinton uh, blaming that whole uh, situation, blaming Comey, blaming Russia and, and everything else for her loss. So, so then this memo leaks out. And what did that say? So this whole like controversy that the media, the mainstream media, New York Times, Washington Post, the uh, three-letter news agencies um, are going off this, another one of these uh, anonymous source memos where the actual memo hasn't come out, uh, ha- apparently has a quote uh, that Trump said, According to Comey's notes, uh, I hope you can let this go. 
because this apparently happened before. So, uh, and, and so that they're trying to use this, this, uh, this ghost memo or whatever, or this this unproven statement anyway, anyway uh, that or the possible existence of these memos according to this Washington Post article titled Why Trump Should Be Very Afraid of James Comey's Memos. Now, I guess if there's anybody on the side of uh, the intelligence agencies, it'd be the Washington Post. At least with the CIA anyway, and, they're, and the links to the contracts that they have with them. Contracts worth more than the Washington Post is worth. There's these, there's that supposed uh, whatever statement, and uh, Trump tweets out on the twelfth, where this is all going on. James Comey better hope that there are no quote tapes of our conversations before he starts leaking to the press. So Trump there suggesting that he recorded all the conversations, either suggesting that. Uh, He'll expose Comey for lying or expose something that Comey said. Who really knows? And then more controversy coming even after that. Uh, another leak. And uh, some people are... I, I saw a, a headline in some conservative stuff that people are linking Reince Priebus. Now, that's nothing new. I think I mentioned one of that. Uh, I mentioned that accusation before that other people made. I think there are people, who was that? Alex Jones had some kind of guest on. I believe that was making that accusation and that it will, it will come to light that uh, Reince Priebus is the one behind all these leaks. Well, there's another leak suggesting that Donald Trump leaked uh, or gave top secret information to Russia. So, and this is another kind of unverified accusation. No concrete evidence was released. Uh, Trump's or White House spokesman said there was there was no secret information given to the Russians during their meeting, and this is regarding fighting ISIS in the Middle East. From my recollection, uh, my recollection, rather. And Trump later making a statement that uh, whatever information he told them was perfectly permissible, uh, calling uh, the attacks on him all a witch hunt, and even Russia stepping up to the plate by offering to provide trans uh, transcripts as proof that they did not pass secrets. So there's an article on Reuters.com. Putin offers transcript to prove Trump did not pass Russia's secrets. Goes on to say Vladimir Putin said on Wednesday that the U.S. president and Trump did not uh, had not divulged secrets. Now this is this last Wednesday on the 17th. And a, a, US, a leading U.S. politician <laughs> said he would have little faith in any notes Putin might supply. Now, who is that politician, as Reuters say? Was it John McCain? Was it Lindsey Graham? Two U.S. officials said on Monday Trump had disclosed classified information about a planned Islamic State operation to Russian Foreign Ministry or Minister Sergei Lavrov. When they met last week, plunging the White House into a fresh controversy just four months into Trump's tenure. Trump, whose administration has been dogged by allegations that Russia helped him win the White House. And, uh, well, one for one by Reuters, you guys too. And that he and his allies were too cozy with Moscow has defended his decision to discuss intelligence with the Russians, after media reports of the meeting, alarmed some U.S. and foreign politicians. And a, a Reuters article goes on to say, President Putin displayed his trademark sarcasm on Wednesday to make clear 
He thought the accusation that Trump had divulged secrets absurd. Quote, I spoke to him today, referring to Lavrov. Smiling Putin told a news conference with Italian Prime Minister Palio, Palo Gentilani in the Russian Black Sea Resort of Sochi. Quote, I'll be forced to issue him, Lavrov, with a reprimand because he did not share these secrets with us, not with me, nor with representatives of Russian Russia's intelligence services. It was very bad of him. So that's this uh, sarcastic remark, apparently. It says, Putin, who still hopes Moscow can repair his ties with the United States despite a deepening political scandal in the United States related to Trump's purported Russia ties, said Moscow, had rated Lavrov's meeting with Trump highly. So, yes, again, it just never ends. The the Russia after Russia... um, So these uh, Democrats, mainstream media, Trump's opponents, I think the general population just doesn't give a crap, but all those other categories of people I described, they really want this investigation to go on. And of course it will. Now that uh, Comey is out, really doesn't mean much. The investigation has been going on six months to a year. And uh, they haven't found any evidence yet, but uh, they just want to keep looking, I guess, to try to drudge up anything they can find. Now, of course, if Trump actually colluded with a foreign agency to pull something off like that, it would be newsworthy, of course. But we have a bunch of news articles filling the headlines. Trump, Russia, this. Trump, Russia, that. And no evidence ever provided. And that was even more speculated that uh, these Podesta emails didn't come from Russians. And I'll get to that story in a minute, or a few minutes rather. Uh, the New York Times did post an article a couple days ago. Titled, Democrat Leaders Try to Slow Calls to Impeach Trump. So, even Dennis Kucinich, I saw him, I think it was, it might have been Fox News, but very left, left wing. Uh, I would say, you know, he's kind of a left wing Ron Paul. I really don't like a lot of his stances, but he's probably more in tune with the world than Bernie Sanders ever was and definitely uh, uh, less forgiving. You know, uh, everybody knows Bernie Sanders ended up endorsing Hillary after the election was stolen from him. I don't really know if I could see Kucinich doing the same thing. I wonder actually if Kucinich endorsed Hillary Clinton doesn't look like it. There's an article on ronpaulinstitute.org that I see just doing a Google search. It says, Dennis Kucinich, Bernie Sanders should consider withdrawing his Hillary Clinton endorsement. So, he's a, he's a unwilling uh, um, to give up his beliefs for the Democrat Party, much like Ron Paul was unwilling to give up his beliefs for, you know, endorsements to the Republican Party. So, I think very respectable there, although I don't agree with a lot of his positions. I don't think he's all that great. He's like, he's really great on some civil liberties, but not all of them. Such as the right to protect yourself with a firearm or economic liberties. Alright, what is next? There was an interesting press conference. So I'll play that. I think it's just a couple minutes of audio here. And it was at a press conference, and Trump was asked if he's done anything in the last six months worthy of criminal investigation. I don't remember which reporter asked him this. Let's take a look. This is on uh, Fox 10 Phoenix's YouTube channel. 
And it's four minutes long here. I'm going to play this clip. Back over the past six months or year, um, have you had any recollection where you've wondered if anything you have done has been something that might be worthy of criminal charges in these investigations or impeachment, as some on the left are implying? I think it's totally ridiculous. Everybody thinks so. And again, we have to get back to uh, working our country properly so that we can take care of the problems that we have. We have plenty of problems. Uh, we've done a fantastic job. We have a tremendous group of people, millions and millions of people out there that are looking at what you had just said and said, what are they doing? Uh, Director Comey was very unpopular with most people. I actually thought when I made that decision, and I also got a very, very strong recommendation, as you know, from uh, the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein. But when I made that decision, I actually thought that it would be a bipartisan decision. Because you look at all of the people on the Democratic side. I think everybody thought not that. Not only the Republican Trump. side that was saying such terrible things about Director Comey. Then he had the very poor performance on Wednesday. That was a poor, poor performance. So poor, in fact, that I believe, and you'd have to ask him, because I don't like to speak for other people, but I believe that's why uh, the Deputy Attorney General went out and uh, wrote his very, very strong letter. Uh, and then, on top of that, after the Wednesday performance by Director Comey, you had a person come and have to readjust the record, which many people have never seen before, because there were misstatements made. And I thought that was something that was terrible. We need a great director of the FBI. I cherish the FBI. It's special. All over the world, no matter where you go, the FBI is special. The FBI has not had that special reputation with what happened in the campaign, what happened with respect to the Clinton campaign, and even, you could say, directly or indirectly, with respect to the much more successful Trump campaign. We're going to have a director who's going to be... Well, he goes on, of course, uh, touching on, you know, the fact that he, he felt the FBI was broken and he kind of assumed that everybody else thought it was, too, and how he doesn't see how this was a big deal. Well, they made a big deal out of it because of the ongoing and ongoing and ongoing Russian investigation that's bringing up nothing, which is still going to go on. And I think they uh, assigned a special investigator for that. I might not be using the correct term in, in special investigator. I'll correct myself later in the episode if I run across that. I'm going to skip around here and see if there's anything else worth noting that he or any other topic worth noting that in this uh, four-minute clip here. So hard and so successfully, including health care, because Obamacare is collapsing. It's touching of our healthcare. nation. And that's what I want. It's going to bring back companies. It's going to bring back... Talking about the economy. So many different fields. Uh, that's what... So, could just kind of... Uh, doing, some, doing a little bit of boasting there about his presidency so far implying that he doesn't deserve all the media scrutiny. So, on to the next story. The major cyber attack. Thankfully, I wasn't a victim, but apparently uh, a good chunk of the world was here. Associated Press. Dozens of countries hit by huge cyber extortion attack. And the article goes on to say, Dozens of countries were hit with a huge cyber extortion attack. Extortion attack. Friday, that locked up computers and held users' files for ransom at a multitude of hospitals, companies, and government agencies. It was believed to be the biggest attack of its kind ever recorded. The, militia, uh, the malicious software behind the onslaught appeared to exploit a vulnerability in Microsoft Windows that was supposedly identified by the NSA, National Security Agency, for its own intelligence gathering purposes was later later leaked to the internet. Britain's National Health Service fell victim. Its hospitals forced to close wards and emergency rooms and uh, turn away patients. Right, here we go. Russia appeared to be the hardest hit. I thought they were going to blame it on Russia. It's the Associated Press. Maybe, it, maybe if it was a Washington Post article, they'd blame it on, on Russia. 
Uh, actually, there was another article. I didn't set it aside, but I saw an article where uh, Russia blamed the U.S., blamed the NSA for uh, this whole attack. So, uh, continuing with the article on APNews.com, Russia appeared to be the hardest hit, according to security experts, with the country's interior ministry confirming it was struck. All told, several cybersecurity firms said they had identified the malicious software, which so far has been responsible for tens of thousands of attacks in more than 60 countries. That included... uh, Includes the United States, although its effects didn't appear to be widespread, or at least initially. The attack infected computers with what is known as ransomware, software that locks up users' data and flashes a message demanding payments to release it. And U.S. FedEx reported that its Windows computers were experiencing interference from malware, but wouldn't say if it had hit by ransomware. Uh, uh, further down from the article, it says the ransom demands start at 300 bucks to increase uh, and increase after two hours to 400, 500, and then 600. Said Kurt Baumgartner, a security researcher at Kasper Kaspersky Lab, should do anti antivirus stuff there if I could pronounce it correctly. Affected users can restore their files from backups if they have them or pay the ransom. Otherwise, they risk losing their data entirely. So it seems to take it random. Or it seems to take your data by ransom through encryption. Though I thought I read somewhere that there was a fix for it. Not, I mean, not a Windows fix, but an actual antivirus fix for it. They could get your data back. I don't see so in this article. <clears throat> Shortly after the disclosure, Microsoft announced that it already issued software patches for these holes, but many companies and individuals hadn't, haven't installed the fixes yet or are using older versions of Windows that Microsoft no longer supports, and it didn't fix. By Kaspersky's lab account, the malware struck at least 74 countries. In addition to Russia, the biggest targets appear to be Ukraine and India, nations where it is common to find older, unpatched versions of Windows in use, according to the security firm. So I mentioned Seth Rich. News coming out on that. Uh, Very strange turn of events. Almost immediately, Washington Post puts out an article titled, if I could view it, Family of Slain Seth Rich says reports he fed DNC info to WikiLeaks are untrue. So typical Washington Post. Uh, Coming to the Democrat Party defense. So this whole uh, story is kind of weird. As I mentioned, WikiLeaks, Julian Assange specifically, during an interview, drew drew strong correlations between Seth Rich and the leaked emails. uh, Suggesting that in an interview, not outright saying it, And then uh, WikiLeaks later offering a $30,000 reward for information on his death. So this investigator comes out. Uh, This investigator named Rod Wheeler said that he uh, was made aware of evidence on Seth Rich's laptop. And he's a private investigator from the family. As it was originally reported, uh, he was made aware of information on his laptop being held either by, well, I think by the FBI 
or DC police. Evidence suggesting that he had contacts with WikiLeaks. Then the family coming out somewhat soon after saying that he was not hired by them. Because technically, he wasn't getting paid by the rich family. He was getting paid by uh, outside funding. So now this spokesman comes out, as reported by the Washington Post, saying all this, saying that he's he's not the uh, family's private investigator. Uh, the accusations are false, and this is a Brad Bauman. And uh, who is Brad Bauman? Well, you wouldn't know in the Washington Post article, but Brad Bauman is a crisis communications expert who works for a firm, a firm with progressives ties and urge civil disobedience to force an independent investigation on Russia. He was an executive director for the Congressional Progressive Caucus and participates in storm chasing. He once worked for Democratic politicians, a communication director, communications director for Congressman Mary Jo Killjoy, and now acting as the Seth Rich family spokesman, distancing the family from Wheeler's account. Pretty strange, huh? Um, I guess Seth Rich did work for the DNC. Now, not all of those facts I got from Heavy.com. There's an article on Heavy.com, Brad Bauman, five fast facts you need to know. And, uh, that information is available on a multitude of sites as well, I have found. And then Wheeler comes out, even after that, Rod Wheeler, who made the original accusations, and then he started distancing himself and was saying that he got, he, just, he made some very strange statements. Let me see if I can find the quotes. Some people suspecting that he got threatened. And the story is going to come to an end pretty soon. And it'll just be another on the long list of suspected Hillary assassinations or Clinton assassinations. There's another five fast facts you don't need to, or five fast facts you need to know on heavy.com with this Rod Wheeler too. So the original statement says Seth Rich made uh, five Fox DC or Fox Five DC asked, "You have sources." At the FBI saying there's information, he says for sure. Uh, Fox 5 DC that could link Seth Rich to WikiLeaks, and he says, absolutely, yeah, that's confirmed. Now he's saying it's a, a, a miscommunication. Giving odd statements suggesting that it was a miscommunication because he got the information from Fox. I can't find the exact quotes. You can look it up. Um, there was a, a quote from the family. We want to make important clarification on the claims that were made by Rod Wheeler, the private investigator hired by Seth Rich's family, whose services are being paid for by a third party. What he told Fox 5 DC on camera Monday regarding Seth Rich's murder investigation is in clear contrast to what he said over the last 48 hours. Rod Wheeler has since backtracked, very oddly backtracked. Brad Bauman weighing in again. The news story that Fox Five reported is a good start, but it does not reach the bar we are looking for in terms of a formal retraction and, the, and an apology. And there's claims that the FBI is not investigating. So what the true story is, we'll, we won't likely ever know. Now, if this was an enemy that uh, of Trump that was shot in the back after some Trump emails, the New York Times and Washington Post would be reporting this as fact and saying that uh, Rod Wheeler got threatened. <laughs> and that's the only reason why he's backtracking now. Uh, Heavy.com, five fast facts on Rob Wheeler. 
Former police homicide detective who now works as a private investigator. He's a Fox News contributor, Donald Trump supporter. Breitbart worker suggested that Seth Rich family work with Wheeler. It's funny that uh, that the the uh, Seth Rich family on one end working with Wheeler, getting paid by a third party, and then on the other end working with this Brad Bauman. Seems like polar opposites here. Just very odd all around. And Wheeler f founded and runs a food defense organization. I'm not sure what that means. Has degrees in police administration and criminology. So very odd stuff. Uh, the, I guess the most damning... I mean, of course, it could be a made-up story and all this other stuff. Fox News jumps on it because it looks bad on the Clintons. But at the same time, WikiLeaks is genuinely, or it seems genuinely interested on uh, this Seth Rich case. And has claimed that Russians were not the ones. Russian state actors were not the ones, or any state actors were not the ones that leaked the emails. Won't say who it was, but offers a $30,000 reward for Seth Rich, mysteriously murdered in a good neighborhood. And then there's a whole John Podesta email uh, saying he'd love to get revenge on the person responsible. Chelsea Manning released and will remain in the army. Of course, this is former Bradley Manning, who leaked a whole bunch of stuff to WikiLeaks, including attacks on violent attacks on a reporter or a video of that. Um, some Chelsea Manning tweets has a new picture of him herself. It's everybody likes that. Uh, Chelsea Manning to remain in Army, receive health care benefits after prison release. Story on Fox News. Of course, Obama gave this news earlier that, that uh, he would be released or she to be politically correct. I just feel like I'm lying if I say she. But at the same time, I guess if I was you know friends with one of those Bruce genders, I would use the one that they want just to be nice. I probably wouldn't call them a bruised gender either. I'll find an updated article on this. Most of the articles on the Google News uh, search just brings up uh, articles on Chelsea Manning's picture. Released on May 17th, I believe. <clears throat> Here's an article on CNN. Out of prison, Chelsea Manning looks forward to exploring life as a woman. Chelsea Manning, the former Army intelligence analyst, behind one of the largest leaks of classified information in history, was freed Wednesday morning. Is looking forward to living openly as a woman for the first time in her life. Without government restrictions, her attorney says. Well, uh, Chelsea will still be in the Army, so I guess that's a government restriction. On active duty. Technically. As a prisoner in U.S. disciplinary barracks at Fort, Fort Leavenworth in Kansas, she had to confirm... She had to conform to male grooming standards before her 3 a.m. ET release. Quote, she has experienced trauma over the past seven years of her confinement and the trauma from those experiences just won't just evaporate the day she walks out of prison... ACLU lawyer Chase Strangio, Strangio, who represented, said who, who represented Manning. Um, I don't know the whole terms of the ongoing <clears throat> military service, but being in prison for seven years, uh, and how long does military service? Or active duty usually last without re-signing. I don't really know. 
and having somebody that leaked all that stuff. I would, yeah, I wonder exactly all the details on that. How exactly that's going to work out. So now Julian Assange, Sweden drops charges on him, and he's still holed up in the Ecuadorian embassy. Article on Daily Mail. The headline is "What a Creep." It says after leaking secrets. Publishing, I guess. <laughs> One could say. Dodging sex charges uh, and costing the UK 13 million pounds, Julian Assange marks the end of rape pro by giving the world a human rights lecture. So I guess uh, the Daily Mail doesn't like Julian Assange. Julian Assange saying, I do not forgive or forget. He said, blaming everyone but himself for the, his five years. Article, yeah, it looks very biased. So I guess that's uh, that's Daily Mail's bias or the articles of this letter. Um, Julian Assange tweeting on the 19th, detained for seven years without charge while my children grew up and my name was slandered. I do not forgive or forget. It's an article on Newsweek.com. What's next for WikiLeaks Julian Assange after he pledges war, quote war, after new CIA, CIA documents leaked? WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange issued a defiant state, defiance statement after Sweden announced it was dropping its investigation into rape allegations against him today is an important victory for me and the UN human rights system, but by no means erases seven years of detention without charge. While my children grew up, that's something I cannot forgive or forget, Assange told journalists from a balcony at the Ecuadorian embassy where he's lived for the last five years. Marine Nye, Sweden's director of Public prosecutions earlier said that the investigation was dropped because Sweden had exhausted the possibilities for investigation or investigating the allegations against Assange. If Assange, quote, went into British custody, then the Swedes may well revisit their decision as extradition is suddenly easier, tweeted legal expert David Allen Green. Assange failed to answer a bail hearing when he took refuge in the embassy, resulting in an active warrant for his arrest by London's Metropolitan Police, punishable by up to a year in prison. Foremost of Assange's, Assange's concerns is possible extradition to the U.S., where he could be detained in espionage charges. This is where he, he could be detained. He, he. Not much proofreading going on there. In a statement Friday, Assange threatened further leaks of U.S. classified information after re reports last month that U.S. officials were preparing charges for Assange's arrest. You, uh, this is a quote from Assange. U.K. Ha uh, said it will arrest me regardless. Now the U.S. CIA Director Mike Pompeo and the U.S. Attorney General Jeff Sessions have said that I and other WikiLeaks staff have no rights and that my arrest and the arrest of other staff is a priority. This is not acceptable. Our publications are proceeding at speed, and that speed in retaliation to, this is in print, or brackets here, recent high-profile leaks of the CIA is accelerating. So the, the big leak of CIA, uh, the, the start of the CIA leak started a, a while ago, a month or so ago, if I remember correctly. So among the very big stories in the last week or so um you know the, roger ailes passed uh there's actually an article in daily mail that says fox news anchors learned of the death of former chairman and ceo roger ailes from drudge he was 77 when he died one of the founders of fox news article goes on to say his death comes Less than a year after he resigned from the company over allegations of sexual harassment. His wife giving a statement. Uh, I am profoundly sad. 
and heartbroken to report that my husband, Roger Ailes, passed away this morning. Roger was a loving husband to me, his son, Zachary, and a loyal friend to many. He was a patriot, patriot, profoundly grateful to live in a country that gave him so much opportunity to work hard and rise, and he gave back. During a career that stretched over more than five decades, his work in entertainment and politics and uh, news affected the lives of many millions. And uh, so even as we mourn his death, we celebrate his life. And apparently he died a week after falling and hitting his head in the bathroom of his Palm Beach, Florida home. It seemed to be pretty bad. It says, uh, it says Ailes, you know, when that happened, they get, they called emergency services. Ailes is bleeding heavily on the ground and not responding to questions. And a pair of medics arrived within a minute and he was taken to the hospital. Fell into a coma on Wednesday, dying early Thursday morning. So I didn't know about any of that. I heard about his death. It appears to be a blood clot, according to a family friend. The other high-profile death being Chris Cornell of Soundgarden and Audio Slave. Died following a sold-out show at the Fox Theater, Theater in Detroit, according to this article on Detroit.CBSLocal.com. Titled, Chris Cornell Found Dead After Show in Detroit. Autopsy by Wayne County Medical Examiner later determined Cornell committed suicide by hanging. According to the source familiar with the investigation, Cornell went back to his room at the MGM after the Soundgarden show. And shortly after midnight, his wife called a band member and asked if he would check on Cornell, the band member, along with MGM security broke into the locked room and found Cornell dead with a strap around his neck. Detroit police spokesman Michael Woody would not confirm any details but said basic things discovered at the scene led the investigators immediately suspect suicide. Here's a quote. He was great last night, you know, talking about the show. He, had, he was at peak powers his singing was tremendous. He was clearly in a great mind. He was loving. He was loving, or he was loving being on stage. He was loving being in Detroit. Graf said, "This is a great Gary Graf, Detroit area music critic. Several several times during the show, he talked about how much he loved the city and loved the audience. He said, you know, Detroit, you never disappoint.'" Yeah, actually, sounds kind of like basic stuff. You see it at a rock concert. I'm not saying he doesn't really like Detroit. Uh, apparently, Soundgarden was uh, in the middle of a North American tour. So, pretty unfortunate there. Doesn't get into details on why he was suicidal. He was 52 years old. Hillary Clinton emerges... Not once, not twice, but multiple times. <laughs> I'll go over two. Hillary Clinton calls Macron win a defeat for those interfering with democracy. Article on Yahoo News by Dylan Stableford. And a nod to her own most recent race, Hillary Clinton called Emmanuel Macron's landslide victory over Marine Le Pen, a far-right nationalist favored by President Trump on Sunday's French presidential election, a win for France, European Union, and the world. And a defeat for those interfering with democracy. I don't, what does that even mean? Democ was Le Pen going to uh, change the uh, government to a dictatorship? Democracy is one of those, uh, I don't know, maybe overly used words. It's kind of like a buzzword. A feel-good word? I don't know. There's a tweet from her from May 7th. Victory for Macron for France, the EU, and the world. Defeat for those interfering with democracy. And it says in print or in parentheses here, but the media says I can't talk about that. Well, what a rebel. And speaking of rebel, that's not the end of uh, Hillary Clinton. Now she has her own resistance. Hillary Clinton officially launched, launches resistance outside group. 
So there it is. Like much like Keith Oberman using the term resistance. Now, resistance is typically a term used by a uh, underdog group trying to defeat the establishment. Hillary Clinton is entirely the establishment in my eyes. And we do have Donald Trump as president, but the remaining establishment is fighting tooth and nail to get him into a situation where either the public would be okay with his impeachment or a military coup <laughs> uh, and just continuing on with a constant barrage of attacks and suggestions of uh, his failings or collusions with Russia, among other things. This is an article on CNN. Hillary Clinton officially announced on Monday her post-2016 election plans, a political organization aimed at funding, quote, resistance groups that are standing up to President Donald Trump. And it's called Onward Together. And yes, there is a there is a, a website, onwardtogether.org, where it's just a sign up here and it says Onward Together. You can put your new email address to sign up to become to sign up to become a member of Onward Together. Resist, insist, persist, enlist. I guess I quote from Hillary Rodham Clinton for the website. Takes donations. Their mission statement, Onward Together, is dedicated to advancing the vision that earned nearly 66 million votes the last election. I don't think the, the vision earned those votes. I think it was probably a fear against Donald Trump. Partly due to Donald Trump himself and also <laughs> the media drumming up the controversies uh, by... Encouraging people to organize, get involved, and run for office. Onward Together will advance progressive values and work to build a brighter future for generations to come. You know, I can't, this isn't going to last. Come on. It probably will. Just It'll last just to save her the embarrassment. She's got enough money to keep anything going for as long as she wants. But I, I imagine only like the most elitist people signing up for this stuff. They get buddy-buddy with her. I really doubt anybody... I don't think Antifa is signing up for this, but anybody, any other kind of progressive or liberal, they really don't care. I think most of the people wanted Bernie Sanders. They voted for her because she was just the other person, the non-Republican. So the mission statement goes on to say, citizen engagement at every level is central to a strong and vibrant democracy. There's the word democracy again. Uh, the United States is actually a constitutional republic. With democratic elements, there's a re there's a pretty good reason why it's not a democracy. Uh, if if this was a true democracy, we would have plunged into debt and hysteria more than a hundred years ago. Uh, in recent months, we've seen what's possible when people come together to resist bullying, hate, falsehoods, and divisiveness, and stand up for a fairer, more inclusive America. So there you go. That's Standing up, she might as well just say standing up to conservatives or, or Republicans or libertarians or whatever. The bulliers, the haters, the dividers. What is what is her... I wonder what Hillary Clinton's standard for divisiveness means. Now, are these... are these Is it onward together? Is this going to fight the Antifa? And the devices that even Dennis Kucinich talked about, the divisiveness in the deep state and, and uh, Republicans <laughs> trying to eat themselves now. The neocons, the divisiveness coming from the Democratic Party. Here we go. From Women's March to airports where communities are welcoming immigrants and refugee refugees. To town hall meetings in every community, Americans are speaking up and speaking out like ever before. Hey, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these places that Antifa showed up, the airports. I think the women's march was generally 
peaceful. They weren't very welcoming to all women. They were only welcoming to liberal SJW women and it turned into all these other weird things. Pussy hats and Islam, this and that. Women wearing headscarves for a protest at a women's march. It's total batshit lunacy. And, uh, it ends with, uh, the mission statement ends with, the challenges we face as a country are real, but there's no telling what we can achieve if we approach the fights ahead with the passion and determination we feel today. And bring that energy into 2017, 18, and 2020 and beyond. Why should she skip 2019? What's going on there? Is that the is that the the year everybody's gonna give up? And they'll they'll start over again. Twenty twenty. I don't know. And there's another quote: "If you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together." And it just says proverb. Oh boy, how exciting! There's even an article that Yahoo News thought was worthy of, or actually, maybe more accurately, Inside Edition. Man 91 died happy after family told him Trump was being impeached. So it's a whole story about a guy in his deathbed and his family was lying to him about something to make him happy before he died. What a wonderful way to lie to a loved one. The last story I'll probably get into any kind of death. I'm just going to run through the the less, rest of the headlines or some of the headlines I wanted to go over here. But Anthony Weiner pleading guilty to federal obscenity charges. New York Times. Even the New York Times might be uh, unfavorable to this guy, but I, I kind of doubt it still. <laughs> Anthony D. Weiner, the former Democrat congressman whose sexting scandals ended his political career and embroiled him into tumultuous FBI investigation of Hillary Clinton before the election pleaded guilty to a felony on Friday, crying openly, and he admitted to conduct he knew was morally wrong as it was unlawful. Plea agreement ended a federal investigation into a series of sexually explicit pictures and messages that Mr. Weiner sent last year to a 15-year-old girl in North Carolina. Um... Capped the long torture downfall of Mr. Weiner, who ruined the once promising career, blah, 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 blah. It also cost him his marriage, his estranged wife, Huma Abedin, top aide. There was actually some speculation on the, you know, the right-wing kind of conspiracy kind of side. That they're not actually broken up, they're together, and Huma know, knew of his behavior all along. It was kind of like a Hillary and Bill kind of marriage. That stuff just goes on and, and is expected. So yeah, he gets caught. Uh, you have to register as a sex offender. Where he works and lives. May face a prison term. Up to 10 years, so I kind of doubt it, you know. He might get a few months or something. But yeah, you know, this this guy, he's too high. This, this piece of shit, this dirtbag. Uh, a little bit too high profile for prison. Too much of a piece of shit for prison, so. He'll get a little slap on the wrist. And of course, people have done uh, similar things, have gotten much harsher sentence 20 years. Possibly. There's actually an article on Breitbart. From the 19th, says the uh, titled report, Huma Abedin finally uh, files for a divorce from Anthony Weiner. So I guess they're more than separated. Or they will be. <laughs> the wife of disgraced former New York Congressman Anthony Weiner, Huma Abedin, has finally filed for a divorce. On the same day, he pled guilty for uh, charges of sexting a minor. I typically, I think almost all episodes I've been reading from pretty liberal sources. Kind of a conservative guy, so I like do like the liberal sources as well. Anyway, I read a lot, a lot of conservative ones too. Of course, probably 
Probably more liberal ones just because there's uh, more of a variety of liberal sources than there are conservative ones. So we'll see how what comes of that conviction. So there's an article on Bloomberg uh, I won't get into, but it says the House may be forced to vote again on GOP's Obamacare repeal bill. So that's kind of seen as going nowhere. It might not even make it to the Senate. It might have to just go through the House again. So there's delays there. Nothing really happening. Last Man Standing was canceled. That's actually kind of a big story. Kind of It made a lot of headlines. Uh, a story, a show starring Tim Allen. He was kind of a considered a conservative show, which was surprising to me. The last or an only episode I've ever seen of that show was right before the election of Barack Obama and Mitt Romney, so that would be 2012, and I thought that show kind of made him look to be bad, like the bad conservative, and the people voting, his family members that were voting for Obama were doing it for just reasons, (laughs) Um, and you know, they're kind of making fun of their dad, but apparently this was actually a conservative show, a lot of people verifying that with their comments uh, bloggers and, and and internet commenters alike and other people and there's actually just kind of turned into a, kind of a big boycott there's even a petition hundred thousand people last i heard you know get the show back on the air or boycott abc or something of that manner uh tim allen tweeting i guess i'll, I'll just read that real quick <clears throat> His tweet, stunned and blindsided by the network I called home the last six years. Now that Twitter was responded with a smart-ass tweet from Chrissy Teigen. Uh, One of those overly vocal moonbat harpies. That spews venom on just about every conservative that she can spew the venom on. Or has time to, anyway. Uh, and she says, uh, one could say you are removes glasses, not the last man standing. So, because he, Tim Allen, did a hashtag last man standing. Tim Allen not replying. Probably just thinking, what a bitch. <laughs> or maybe he thought it was funny, I don't know. Uh, and then uh, some commenters firing back at Christine Teigen, and, and then she she's responding to those too. I guess she's an active Twitter. I think she's got like some 5 million followers or something. So I don't, I don't, I don't really, I'm not really into the Twitterverse too much. I have a... I do have a Twitter account. It just auto-tweets these robotic tweets when my shows come up. I don't have any followers. That's why I don't use it. Otherwise, I'd probably post some funny stuff on there. I think I just have like one or two followers, maybe just one. Uh, There's a couple other interesting articles. But I'll just go over the headlines. Venezuela's Caprellas, seen as the opposition leader for the Venezuelan government. I went over him a little bit on episode 57 before it abruptly ended but he was saying he was blocked from a UN trip said his passport was confiscated and wrote to UN in New York said authorities confiscated it prevented him from traveling it's an article on aljazeera.com if you've been following the Venezuela Crisis or election over there. You can read that. Another headline that caught my eye. Osama Bin Laden's son vows revenge in the West for killing his father. One of his many sons, I'm sure. Not really surprising. It says he's 22 years old when the letter is written. I don't know how old he is now. When he was still a child, he used he used to appear in propaganda videos holding a gun. The former FBI agent said. It was a former FBI agent. Mr. Stelfon talking to CBS article on Yahoo News aggregator uh, 
but uh, looks like it's taken from the Independent. Titled Osama bin Laden's son vows revenge on the West for killing his father. And you know what? Maybe an article I'll get into later. I thought it was interesting. There's an article on nationaleconomicseditorial.com. Never really heard of it. Until recently, it says household appliances were cheaper 40 years ago. We're getting ripped off. So uh, it goes in through, through with inflation. We're actually paying more. And since the parts are imported, not made in America, uh, just kind of goes over the fact that not only are we paying more, but the appliances that used to last 20 to 30 years are lasting 10 to 15. Or they're saying uh, used to some studies, I guess, say the, the old appliances generally lasted 25 to 30 years and often didn't need servicing until the 15-year mark. With newer appliances, with newer appliances or modern appliances lasting about 10 to 13 years. So, there you go. It still seems to me, although I, I can't really say for sure, but it seems to me that we have more junk. But maybe we're just not as smart as previous generations where we put our money into maybe invest or retirements and mortgages uh, like we're supposed to. And uh, yeah, I can definitely agree with you. The whole appliance. There's actually a lot of pretty old appliances that are still around. And I've had bad luck with microwaves. My personal microwave is probably about probably almost 35 years old 30 to 35 years old actually it's a micro uh, microwave i inherited from my grandparents then my parents had it then i had it <laughs> so it, it went a, a pretty long while and i've had experiences living with roommates or whatever that bought microwaves and they lasted like a year or two like the cheap ones so yeah total garbage um a lot of new stuff doesn't last. And be careful go, getting any bargain thing. Even if you get the, the best stuff out there, you know, it probably wouldn't last as long as the older stuff. And when you buy the cheap stuff, uh, it lasts even less. So even in modern times, it might be good to fork over a little bit more. Do your research uh, on that. Well, anyway... This has been Caldwell Madison Review, episode 63. And thanks for tuning in. And I don't know when the next show will be, but I'll try to make it within a week. And uh, until then, I'll hope to catch you next time.